0: It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross t-shirt featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend.
1: fellow conductors of the metaphysical examination and welcome to the Crossover for the week of november 20th 2017 this week on the show we are talking about signs.com that's right ghostbusters is 100% recognized against all age groups as they polled them we'll talk about that we're also going to talk about blitzwave figures we're going to talk about a voicemail that we got from a great listener we have the winner of our loot crate contest we are also going to remember the ghostbusters spooktacular that closed down in 1996.
0: Still Playing With Toys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad The biggest podcast since 1909 So free News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart I think these people are completely nuts Woo!
1: He'll keep calling, he'll keep That's right. calling <laughs> he'll get, I'll go, I'll go uh, all right. Well, uh, we've got uh, we got a fun episode coming up here. We do have the winner of the loot crate that we have the been promising the wiener. The we have the loot crate wiener. wiener. Uh, but we're not going to do that till the end of the episode because we're going to make it pay. We're going to make we're going to make, make it pay for it. It's going to be pain and suffering. And, no, it's not going to be pain and suffering. We hope that you enjoy the show, and then we announce the winner at the end, and everybody's happy and we go home. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks thanks to everybody. We did get a whole lot of great voicemails. We also curiously got two calls from a a state penitentiary in Georgia, and this is not a joke. We got two voicemails uh, that obviously our automated voicemail did not accept the charges to. So uh, if you are currently in jail in Georgia and you're calling us because you need bail or legal representation or uh, maybe you wanted to win the loot crate, I have have no idea, uh, please... uh, call a lawyer that we all trust uh his name is uh, ron daniels he's in your area as far as i know and uh, he can help you out
2: with ron daniels law
1: ron daniels abc, yeah.
2: ABC thursdays <laughs> if,
1: if, if you're a ghostbusters fan and you need defense and if you can find him maybe if you can find him you can hire big d
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really I wanna do da, da, that show da, da, now. That's da, da, a great da, da, reality show. Big deep legal da, da, defense.
2: Uh, Attorney well, at law. I wanna know I wanna know what they um what they're trying to get in contact with us for. I d I don't know. We need a, it's almost like we need to go back, we need a PO box or something. I
1: yeah, I almost feel like I want to uh call the jail and be like Hey, I, I run a, a podcast. Do you think anybody there is following
2: us? May send it, post it to uh, Troy Benjamin, care of Ghost Core, care of Sony, <laughs> and then just send it. No, seriously, <laughs> no, no. that'll probably get to you. If
1: you're in jail, please don't send don't send mail for us to Ghost Core. <laughs> oh, that would be really funny. Like poor poor Eric gets a letter poor. in the mail that's like from shoot actually, I'm trying to find actually, the name of the jail that it was again I can't Actually, seem you know, to, the
2: funny part would be is that if it turned into a like a campaign of people contacting them through there yeah so why do I have a mailbag of of penitentiary mail for you uh, um, yeah
1: oh, it's the Hall County Jail in Gainesville Georgia so uh, yeah so the the, the only <laughs> The voicemail is is quite literally: uh, press one to refuse this call, press two if you would permanently like to block your number from receiving calls from our facility.
2: Wow. Uh, okay. So. See, I like a mystery. See, I want to go out. I want to know what it is now. Uh, yeah. I must know. And what have you done? I mean, I, I'm I'm curious. Who me? No, the person calling us. What? No, you. Are you the one calling from the jail? No, I just. <laughs> you said, what have you done? And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is. The tables have turned. The What's third, going on the here?
1: Third party you, you know.
2: These uh, um, guys. See, in the old days, you could have it sent, like, general delivery to your local post office, right? right? Like, you Yeah. Just, I don't even know if that still works anymore.
1: Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll but find out. I don't out. know if.
2: I don't know if they hold mail. I think they I think they want you to if we're gonna hold your mail, get a post office box or
1: something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Maybe we need a post office box. We'll get a PO box and and then you can send
1: you can send us mail to this P.O. box <laughs> and we'll, we'll see what it says. <laughs> Anyway, so if you're in Gainesville, Georgia And you're currently incarcerated uh, Sorry you couldn't get through Sorry you couldn't get through uh, Instead of a loot crate, we'll send you some Johnny Cash albums And everything will be okay
3: Hey
1: guys, Peter
3: I have some news from the world of Gozer I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here If you want to turn your head
4: Multiplanar, curly, and emanations yeah, Well,
2: here's your next month's cover of GQ Check out the aura on this sucker I was going to sing something, but never mind. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Actually, what happened is about five Johnny Cash songs all crashed in my head at once. All and at once. Like,
1: it was just a mishmash of the five of them.
2: I walk the ring of fire. <laughs> what? No, this is not going to work at all. I, I mean, walking
1: the ring of fire, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a <laughs> death defying tra- trick. <coughs> uh, all right, well, let's talk about signs.com. Uh, not necessarily yes. something I thought
2: we would be leading off with, but signs.com, no. uh, as they found a they found a brilliant way to go virally, uh, viral advertising on they, the internet.
1: I don't even know what signs.com is. I should have looked this up before we started recording. I went to their website. What? I looked at their article. I, what is signs.com?
2: Well, it's the website, uh, Mel Gibson put together, uh, when they released his Swing paranormal away, thriller, Ugh. <laughs> oh that movie oh
1: Shyamalan <laughs> anyway before so let that...
2: me get the let me get this straight uh water kills them so they thought they'd go terrorize a planet that's 80 percent of it, it all makes right total sense makes total sense <laughs> it, science.com um I'm assuming it has something to do with signs. Something like to I do could, with signs. I'd put money on that. <laughs> I think uh, that's good. It, li- that's good it literally is, actually. You go in, you can tell them what kind of sign you want, what size you want, and it'll spit back a price. So I guess you just, right. it's one of those places where you upload the art and and off you go. Uh, it's everything. Car decals, window decals, frosted decals, foam core, you name it. So, right. uh, no surprise, signs.com. Is about signs. They're they're talking about signs and
1: and so uh, maybe this was a, a way for them to get some uh, viral clicks, some of the clickbaits, But uh, they did this oh, really great article uh, talking about brands and symbols around the world, uh, superheroes, uh, y- you name it. They sort of did this in-depth pop culture assessment of who recognizes what symbols and and what demographics and what decade you were born and. Uh, just, just really cool how they broke it down. And it's all infographic style, so you can see that you know X amount of people uh, recognize the Superman symbol, which is 100%. Uh, but you know the Deadpool symbol, it was like only 73% of the people recognized it. And they pulled people over the age of 30. They pulled people under the age of 30. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, but the reason that we mention this is because Ghostbusters knocked it out of the park with 100% of the people. Recognizing the logo across all age groups, mm. uh, so you know they they did this one. They start you off kind of gently, and they say that here's a bunch of pop culture symbols from movies, and it's like the uh, the Gryffindor symbol from Harry Potter, and uh, the Ghostbuster symbol, and the bat symbol, and and so on and so forth. And of these movie uh, symbols, they pulled people who were born uh, in the 70s, people who were born in the 80s, 90s, etc. And the people in the seventies recognized the most out of all of those symbols. You know, I think it was something like 50% of the symbols they were able to pick out and say, I know what that is. Um, but once it came to just full, fully uh, the people that recognized this symbol and that symbol and, and the, and, and it came down to Ghostbusters getting 100% of everybody's recognition. So Doesn't matter what decade you were born in. Doesn't matter your age. uh, Doesn't matter your gender. People recognize the Ghostbuster symbol, but we knew this. We knew that this was... Yeah. More recognizable than Coca-Cola because of the international old appeal news. and
2: it, old news. It really is. Um but really really cool old news.
1: And really yeah, really cool. And and to back it up with 100 percent of and and who knows what their poll uh was. You know, how many people did they go into a mall and pull aside or a grocery store or whatever and, and try to get them to to answer these questions? But uh, you know, it 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 does speak to the fact that this is still an evergreen property, everybody recognizes it um and and we have talked in the past about that the new movie for uh, all of the the criticisms it really did increase the awareness again you've got young kids and and young girls who are now into ghostbusters who probably may not have recognized that symbol in the past so uh it was was really cool to kind of see this um the other thing that i thought was interesting the x men symbol not really recognized and it's literally just an x with a circle i i yeah was a little Too surprised simple. by that one. Too simple. You think so? And it, like, a, yeah. and especially if they ask you, "What superhero is this?" Because I feel like <laughs> the questions were probably a little bit loaded. Deadpool's a little M- harder.
2: Yeah. See, this is this is the thing. Like, um, Superman. Well, Superman is kind of everywhere. Like. That's, yeah, that Superman, makes a certain Batman, amount of sense.
1: Again, a hundred percent, do the people recognize the two of those? So that that went without question.
2: But at the same time, Superman is—I'd put Superman aside. I think it's fairly iconic. If you show somebody a bat symbol, they've probably got a fairly good guess. Right. You show somebody a no ghost, even if they haven't seen Ghostbusters, they've they can take a pretty good guess because what is it? It's a no ghost no logo, ghosts. right? Like it's
1: oh, uh, yeah, it's the Ghostbusters,
2: yeah. An X with a circle through it, if you're not familiar with the X Men? No. Just it just won't
1: you know what I mean? Like it's it's a little too simple
2: at that point. Yeah.
1: And and maybe the recognition of the X Men isn't what it once was in the mid nineties, late nineties, but uh yeah, I thought that was really curious. I mean I was overjoyed about the Ghostbuster symbol, but then there were a few things where I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And then I saw a bunch of symbols that I didn't recognize,
2: especially in their pop culture ones. I was like, "Oh, yeah, well, th- I'm that then, person." Exactly. Then you should know how it works. Yeah, it should make total sense to you. It did. It did. So
1: uh, anyway, check that out on signs.com. The it's it's one of those things that you'll spend a lot of time on. Uh, it's not a quick read. You're you're going to really love it. So check that out. Um, all right, here's a, a déjà vu news item because I feel like we talked about this last week, and the week before, and the week before. Uh, IDW comics, TMNT, Ghostbusters, another comic has released this past week. They're, they're really hitting their release dates and they're, they're living up to it. Issue number three came out. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I was able, I, I bought it, but I haven't had a chance to actually read it. I kind of flipped through it. Um, and it's, it looks just as good as the first two. Uh, I have to say, is it Pablo? Oh shoot. What's the other artist that's helping out? Hold on. I've got oh, it right here. I've got it right yeah, here. So do I.
2: I got it right. Pablo
1: Tanika, Pablo Tanika. There you go. Uh, his art is really standing out. I mean, Depp or Dan Shoning, obviously sets the bar. We can't, we can just speak his praises every single uh, episode of the show. Um, but again, I'm trying not to spoil, but, but knowing, uh, like last week we were talking about how it goes into, uh, the multiverse, uh, it it really plays with that. It really explores that. So what they've done is they've brought in other artists to help sort of visualize that. And Pablo's art is really, it really floors me. It's so good. It's so like M- mondo gecko, kind of freaky with a little bit of like rat fink. I don't know how yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's no that's close. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and his uh Venkman is. Hands down, probably one of my <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> Venkman caricatures too. But I I thought that this was going to be something that was going to be finished in in issue two, and then seeing it pop up in issue three has is, has really made me happy. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, have you, knowing that you are uh, musically inclined, Chris, have you accepted Eric Burnham's challenge yet? To what? Oh, what am I gonna do? Have hum, you not hum seen the this? music? No. Well, I mean. You, you, you've got some pretty sweet mixed skills. I, f- I thought maybe you might throw your hat into the ring, but uh, for those of you who are not familiar, he <laughs> threw down a challenge on social media uh, to come up with musical accompaniment to your favorite arc of the IDW comics. So um, uh, I think it was Ecto Crank who did the one for who killed Laura Parr. I think that's, that may be what inspired this, but uh, yeah, Eric Burnham is looking for your uh, musical uh, prowess to help sort of score one of your favorite arcs or one of your favorite moments or uh, favorite scenes uh just just something to sort of set some music to the IDW comics and I thought maybe Chris you might have something in the works but yeah
2: 25 year old me maybe not 45 year old <laughs> me so uh, well, thanks but no thanks burnham all right yeah you've got you've got a few things that you're cooking up here for the cross
1: rip that you've got time that you have to spend I on I got so.
2: stuff to do <laughs> You got stuff upon I, stuff. This I got to get paid. Wait, did he say he was paying? No, I don't think so. Well, okay, then I go back. I, I got to prizes. get paid. It sounds like fun. It really does, and I'm actually really curious about what this is for. Like. Is are they going to attempt a little bit of like uh, motion comics oh. sort of thing? Oh, that's actually interesting. They would do some some animation to the. Oh. Yeah, you've seen yeah. a lot of books do it lately. It's the. <laughs> I'm going to sound like an old man here. The rules have changed, man. They're coming up with stuff all the time. So just like um, when uh, music. Is released. They also release the music video, right? And then they release the lyrics video. Same thing for books. When a book comes out, they make a like a um, a really simple, it's clutch cargo esque level of uh, animated uh, trailer to go with these things, and it's just a few minutes long. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe maybe this could be the same thing, right? Like they got this huge library of trade paperbacks now. So if somebody comes up with a cool jam to go along with a cool arc and a cool trade oh. paperback. yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe. I mean as you're talking about this now I'm picturing I want the you know the DC animated films uh I want to see some of those arcs actually animated.
2: <laughs> Why not? I mean a Marvel one actually. Yeah? Yeah, a friend of mine actually uh, was an artist on on uh uh it was a Wolverine one I think.
1: In one of the animated the
2: th- movies? Yeah, one of, not the, not the, not the, the full like animated ones, comic, uh... the motion comic ones that they did. That That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, they... DC does their full, you know, like Batman the Animated Series. Uh, you know, like right, they did yes. one
1: for New Frontier and Wonder Woman. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're excellent, no, I,
2: but... Sorry, I thought we were still talking about the motion comics. That's what Marvel, you know, Marvel has animated ones here and there sort of thing. But for some reason, they put a crap load of money into doing motion comics. And I'm in one. (laughs) You're uh, you're canon. You're in the Earth six one six canon. I'll have to mention that to the gang. Yeah, sure. I'll take it. No, it's the the trick with motion comics is that the artist originally drew it locked within the panels of the page. But if you're going to do a motion comic, you have to move outside those panels. Yeah, so you got backgrounds. Somebody's got to fill in what wasn't originally drawn, and that's what he did. He went in. So at one point, he had to have. uh, a crowd that wasn't there—not a big crowd, like four or five people—and
1: I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've been a,
2: a Civil War soldier, and uh, Th- that's right <laughs> in, the, in the background <laughs> of a I'm, Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm t- not terribly overt, but in the world of comics, but I'm there if you look hard enough. There you are. <laughs>
3: Hey, guys, this is Lance uh, calling from uh, Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, yeah, just giving a call, just saying that uh, I really like the show this week and uh, listening to your recap of Stranger Things. I feel I finally have something to contribute, so I wanted to call in and and, uh, uh, let you guys know that, yes, there was a patch uh, that was available back then. I was 13, the magic age of 13 back then in 1984, and, uh, you know, that was uh, I kind of kissed uh star star wars goodbye for the year and, and uh moved on to uh ghostbusters at that point and uh there was a um a store in our mall uh t-shirt shop called t-shirts plus and uh that's where you know uh I had my mom take me over there to get the uh the ghostbusters logo iron on t-shirt the uh, back off man i'm a scientist the, the, uh, the Slime Me um shirts um <clears throat> but they had a, uh, a No-Ghost logo iron-on patch and from what I remember it being smaller because I remember Thinking that when I got the I guess more accurate one years later that oh wow This is like a big patch that earlier one must have been smaller. I never used it because I always wanted to put it on something um, like a um, Like a jumpsuit, but I think it just eventually just went on a shirt so, um, but yeah, there was a patch. Was sold at the uh, uh, T-shirt Iron-On shop at the mall. And uh, mine was recently Mall in Racine, which is you where know, the mall still exists. So um, yeah, so that, that's about it. So um, like I said, I think it was smaller though. But uh, I do remember just uh, holding on to it for the longest time to just be able to get the uh, white shirt for jumpsuit for it. Which brings me on another topic. I don't know how they got jumpsuit like that back then because man um my dad was in the military too and we looked <laughs> it, was, it was hard finding a, a baby that looked like that for kids so um but maybe it was out there um uh, but i just ended up using um i think it's just some gardener coveralls and uh carton the, from the grocery store or something like that with uh, some belts for uh straps so that was about it so all right real good well thanks for a great show and uh see you on the other side
1: Alright, thank you. Oh man, Uh, thanks for the voicemail, Lance. That was awesome. So so interesting, Chris. So, Lance says that the Iron On patch uh, was something that was readily available in his local mall, but he was more uh, sort of. He was kind of tickled by the fact that the the flight suits were a little harder to get. And how did these kids in Stranger Things get the flight suits? And that's that's kind of funny, especially with his dad being in the military uh, and saying that he couldn't find them as a kid. So he was a little jealous of what they had in 1984. Uh, I didn't (laughs) even think uh, about the flight suits. No,
2: That one made me laugh, though. He was like, I couldn't find kid-sized ones. And we were in the military. I was like, were we expecting the military to have (laughs) child-sized flight suits? I mean, you know, different times. <laughs> different uh, times. <laughs> that's right. Before we got drone tech, before we got drone technology, we used to send like children up. Yeah, you never and before children. The
1: military and- saw Red Dawn, and they're like, "Wow, if we militarize the kids,
2: <laughs> we might have a fighting chance here." <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I never thought. I, I mean, I just assumed they they were coveralls, to be honest, because that's that's, what I that's too, the go to thing, right? But
1: yeah, I mean, because let's see, Will's wills we know are handmade because they that what we talked about last week that the costume designer made his it intentionally made it. baggy and yeah. yeah his mom made it from a pattern but yeah the other three kids it, it does look like they are store bought or military surplus flight suits but yeah he brings up because you know when i was uh running around with my uh kenner proton pack and and ghost trap i was wearing like winnie the pooh footie pajamas like it was the closest thing to a jumpsuit that i could get in franktown colorado so um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Here we are. We talked for about 15 20 minutes about no, I don't think they were able to get the patches. Like, dude, we could totally get patches. It was the flight suit
2: that was kind of the eyebrow. <laughs> See, I have no frame of reference for this because around that time I went as an astronaut, uh, the phantom stranger from DC Comics. Okay, all right. Uh, what else can't remember offhand, but uh. Oh, I went as uh, Sonny Crockett. Oh, okay. Was, it was. I
1: uh, mean, Miami Vi- I was uh, not old enough to watch Miami Vice. I don't think I'm still yeah. old enough to watch Miami Vice.
2: To be completely <laughs> honest, it's, it's amazing how much that admitting that dates me. No, um, it was I all went as Manimal <laughs> <laughs> It was the greatest <laughs> American hero. Um, I went as the wizard Gandalf. No, the toy maker guy. Never mind. <laughs> Um,
1: Anywho, uh, hey, did you see the trailer for the Bill Murray Brian Murray uh, Facebook show yet? I have not. It it hits today. It's just, so I'm, just today. I know. Yeah, I haven't had time. Uh, well, the tra- yeah the trailer hit today, and actually, as you listen to this, the show uh, will have launched as well because it comes out on November twentieth. But uh, Bill Murray Brian Murray are doing a Facebook show, which uh you know Facebook trying to get in on. All of the video on demand uh, craze that's happening. They've got their own streaming service, the old Facebook Watch. You'll see it at the top of your top left corner now of your feed. You can hit that watch button and all of the videos come up. But uh, they've got a show called Extra Innings, and the premise is actually pretty funny. It's not Ghostbusters related. I know you're uh, completely surprised by that. But uh, basically, Brian and Bill uh, wandered the country. They did a road trip to all of the sort of. Uh, triple a minor league ballparks around the country and, and did some observations met with the players, uh, maybe went out to you know throw a few balls, hit a few pitches. And uh, it looks like it's a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of that Will Ferrell show that HBO did where he tried to go throw out the first pitch at like four or five games on the same day or something. But, um, but so yeah, check, check it out on uh, the old Facebook watch. Bill Murray is everywhere now. I mean, he's a, uh, I I feel like as elusive as he used to be, now he's kind of everywhere. He's doing uh, his tour with his uh, Jan Vogler uh, quartet or sextet. I forget how many people he's
2: got in his orchestra. He's got this show. Yeah. Well, remember, fire begets fire. So... Yeah. If you're hot for one thing, it'll just increase the chances that going. something else will catch.
1: Uh, William yeah.
2: Murray Golf
1: has a huge catalog of products now that it's, you know, they've they've expanded yeah. from whatever it was, 12 products to a, a full website worth of stuff. And, and it's all pretty this awesome. This
2: started two years ago. Christmas two years ago. With the holiday special? I think so. Oh, I, I would that, that's I commentary should be. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let that one slip. <laughs> cut that. Got cut it. that out. Uh, no, but, I mean, he was always, <sighs> because it was like, I mean, Bill Murray was always kind of there, like, just kind of a hum in pop culture sort of thing. Yeah. And he had little pop-ups like he did, you know, well, because, I mean, I guess somebody could argue that maybe, what, Zombieland?
1: Oh like,
2: yeah. What, we what we what, well, let's call this era the the Bill F and Murray era right. right. There's always Bill Murray, but this is now the Bill F and Murray the, era. The so legend of Murray, the legend of Murray, and not counting the, the Wes
1: Anderson films because those were always kind of a, a shoe in Those are
2: always kind of there, and they never. That was the hum. That was the low hum of Bill Murray. Uh, but then he started doing two things. He started uh, crashing parties and weddings, and was in Zombie Land. And then it was like the Scream Awards, and then, you know, whatever, a couple other things. And then, uh, yeah, the Netflix special. Yeah, and it just kind of... Yeah, and then the Cubs winning the World Series, he was sort of their spirit animal for that. Everywhere, it was all over the news for that. Uh, And then the past year, what? He uh, dropped in on uh, Paul... um, I want to say Paul Shore, but that would be... That would be Poly Shore, <laughs> buddy. Uh, Paul Schafer thank juice. you. Paul Schaefer. Uh, remember because he did that song and Bill, Bill, uh, Bill's on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of talk singing, and then yeah, his album with Vogler, which by the way, as, you know, completely random, came about sitting on a bloody plane, probably traveling between, you know, a, a hip hop <laughs> party that he crashed and somebody's bar mitzvah that he crashed. Like it's just as he's making fun of uh,
1: making fun making fun of Jan Vogler because of his cello being with him on the plane and
2: suddenly they're working on an album <laughs> together yeah i think that uh i have this theory that he just flies from city to city and when he lands there he looks in the you know in the the, the newspaper the society announcements and all that and just crashes something like <laughs> Literally just, uh, finger in the air, uh, close uh, his eyes, uh, clunk, yeah, hey. what's, what's going on at
1: the Four Seasons in the Marina tonight? I'll go and see what's happening. Uh, <laughs> it's,
2: it's Ethel's 99th birthday, we're going! Well, and you know, this, ghost. this
1: brings up a good point, and it's something we haven't talked about on the show, but, uh, Tommy, is it Tommy Avalon? The guy, the producer who was working on Ghost Heads? Ghost Heads? Uh, He's working on that sort of legend of Bill Murray documentary, right? Where he's just going and talking to all of these people who have had their encounters where Bill goes up and says, (laughs) they're never going to believe you. (laughs) And then crashes their party and hangs out with them and does tequila shots. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that he dives
2: into this kind of stuff. How does he select (laughs) these people? I don't know. And how does he vet them? Because the thing is, is that story started with one person and it was stealing the fries. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Like and that going was the, up to one the table where he and said, stealing the said, nobody will believe yeah. you. And that was the early one. And, si- and two, everybody would believe you. Like, he just does it so often now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, the doorbell rang and I opened it. It was Bill Murray and he made us lunch and, uh, you know, burped the baby. <laughs> and then he left and he said, nobody will believe you. And we're all like, we totally believe you. I didn't take any pictures. Doesn't matter. That, yeah. that sounds like him.
1: Well, I almost wanna, like, yeah. So is this sort of... <coughs>
2: Is is the, the signal on this
1: boosted because of social media now? Because we know that this has happened in the past. I, I mean, I remember Ackroyd's story about shooting Blues Brothers and they couldn't find Belushi anywhere uh, when they were shooting, you know, uh, I think it was the, the final scene where they're doing the show. And he like walked through a field to somebody's house and they were trying to find him and they knocked on the door and were like, Hey, we're looking for my friend, Jim Belushi. And like, Oh yeah, he's on my couch. He's sleeping here. You know, he he hung out with us. He had a few beers. He passed out. So Belushi and Ackroyd and, and Murray, they've all since, you know, 77, they've been all going out there and, and hitting parties and being a, You know, the life of the party uh, with with any stranger that they can find. But maybe we hear about it more now, thanks to social media. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not such a new phenomenon. Maybe it's something that's always been happening. We just hear about it more.
2: This is it. See, this kind of rings a bell in the back of my head. Like, it feels like it's an urban legend that Bill Murray has been transposed into. Like, it, it has all the hallmarks of it could go back all the way to the golden age of Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Uh, But, but it also means that it's over and done with now because, because of social media and the internet, it's going to be locked on him for decades. Like, whereas in the golden age of Hollywood, maybe that story could cycle every few years to another star or whatever, because, Hey, it's just word of mouth, like an urban legend with With the internet. It's, now, kind of cooked into Bill Murray for, yeah. for quite a while. I don't know how long he would take to to scrub the urban legend free, if it's even an urban legend. It's also quite possible that is it was both an urban legend and he pulled it on somebody once, and yeah. who knows? Well, and now he probably feeds into it. I'm sure that he's the type of
1: person who oh, loves that and he feeds off of it. And so, <laughs> you know, when you see him appear on the Colbert Show uh, and he comes out with the T-shirt cannon because. Everybody's like, oh my god, it's Bill Murray. You know, that he
2: he knows that he's gonna get that reaction now. So yeah, uh, I and love it. He he can't show up on a show unless he everybody talks about it afterwards. Right. I, yeah. You'd be hard pressed to think like back, you know, when he was doing Ghostbusters and all that, he'd still put on the suit and he'd be lovable, charming, and you know, charismatic and goofball y and all that. But man, every Letterman one, oh, costumes, man. stunts, like he did not go on the show without it everybody talking about it the next day yeah the the liberaci one or the
1: one where he came out like in the sherpa costume or he dug the hole in the couch uh, and came out in a mining costume yeah i mean it's <laughs> just classic stuff so uh well, hof- no,
2: hopefully uh tommy gets to the i was gonna this.
1: say no pressure tommy i want to know all about this uh the the man the myth the legend the persona i hope that the documentary gets into it so uh good good luck Bye. to you that
2: yeah, by the way, Mr. Murray, I, I live outside of the greater Vancouver area now. It's very green. There are a lot of golf courses, and it's very secluded. <laughs> you got a great guest room. I got a great guest room. Just it's saying. yeah, Yeah. I got a hilarious kid. He'll keep you laughing for hours. <laughs> so there you and, go. Just uh, extend
1: the invitation. Make sure that you've got the sign up that says right. Murray's are welcome here. And uh, Murray, maybe, I make, just maybe. I make killer butter chicken. So just, you know, come right. on out. See, there you go open uh,
2: invitation to bill murray's
1: i'm sure i'm sure bill has an open invitation
2: all over the place That's i don't right. think there are i don't think there's such a thing as a closed invitation for bill murray anywhere he shows up we drink he eats my food he remodels my uh, one of the bathrooms <laughs> and then he leaves and he's like and hey, nobody will believe you and i'll be like
1: everybody's going to believe me <laughs> nobody's going to believe that he retiled your bathroom <laughs> i swear bill Murray came in he put in a double vanity sink it was so cool of him i can't believe he did it anyway uh hey let's talk about uh blitzway blitzway the action figure extraordinaire company that makes things that we can never afford or at least i can never afford let's
2: let's stop on that point before we go too much further yeah because this has come up before the amount of people who are grumpy and or sore over the fact that they cannot afford these uh. and i say this as somebody who will not be buying them because i cannot afford them it's like <laughs> you cannot have it all that's just the way it goes yeah you can't i don't i don't know why as 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 individuals we we get passed by Porsches and Lamborghinis and we don't get grumpy and sore about it. Yet somehow when it has to do with pop culture and nerd stuff, we get really angry about it. Like somehow that should be ours. Like somehow the amount of detail and uh, which, you know, translates into money on these items no longer applies. It should be a $25 item that we can all get.
1: Yeah. Why, why is that? I wonder what causes that if it's, if it's coveting something that you want because it's because of the joy that you'll get from it or that other people can have it and you can't have it. So it's the jealousy
2: factor or, I think actually everything comes down to the the social media. I think it's just the way people react. Because uh, remember the other one that happens now is it goes up and people do automatically do the take my money, yeah, you know that sort of thing. It's like and you know most of them will not be buying it, right, right. <laughs> it's just it's just their way of expressing that's awesome and I wish I could have it. Yeah, I guess I guess that's actually a good way to put it. People will see it and they'll either, <laughs> here, I guarantee you, most anybody who can afford it will not be commenting. <laughs> They're, oh, sure. just gonna they're just going to get it pre-ordering and they're done with <laughs> it. Yeah. And everybody else will either be like, that's awesome. I wish I could buy it. And the others will be, that's awesome. I wish I could buy it. <laughs> Does that translate sound wise? <laughs> I realized they about sh- halfway you through. Sort of you down. They were, they were both going to say the same thing. And I was like, uh- <laughs> this is the worst argument ever. <laughs> My point being is that some people are kind of like I can't afford it but are up about it and others are I can't afford it and are down about it. Yeah. Well, I mean I, I don't feel, be down about it. Yeah, These don't, things don't are works of art. And and you can always enjoy the
1: photos. I mean especially the Ecto 1 that they showed off. I'm still uh, completely impressed and blown away by all of the photos yeah. and the video of that thing. I know I I'm 100% positive that I will not be purchasing it even though I would love it. I but I would also love a what we could call a one-to-one scale replica of the Ectomobile.
2: And I also know that I will probably never have that either. So um <laughs> We still have to find out how much this car costs. I'm waiting for it. I hope I hope we made note somewhere of what our guesses were. Well and I
1: think maybe the, the figures now are going to be a good sort of uh, scale yeah. curve to be grading that off of because okay, so what they've announced is that the four Ghostbusters uh, which we have seen – we've actually been talking about them for about a year and a half a now. Long a long time, time, yeah. So they are finally going up for sale soon. Uh, $900 all in for all four of them is what it's going to cost you. Uh, but if you purchase all four, you will also get some bonus items including a Slimer, the Ghostbusters sign from the firehouse, and a police barricade. Um, well, technically Slimer is not a bonus. Because... Oh, that's true. I guess Slimer does come with Winston. Yeah. So, so so, if you purchase which, them individually at two hundred and twenty-five bucks per figure, uh, you do not get uh, the the firehouse sign. You don't get the police barricade. Yeah. But
2: if you buy the Winston figure, you will get Slimer. So, I, I like how systemic casual racism uh, has found a solution to, to that problem. Yeah. It, it's it's always been this problem that Winston has been the the out, outlier. Yeah, uh, it, we, it makes no sense to us as fans but uh, companies have always argued that the numbers show that nobody's I, I, I think it's utter bullshit but you know what hey given the day and age we live in too it, I could honestly believe it if that's just how it goes the, the the odd man out to be politically correct about it the odd man out sells not as well as the others sure and in Blitzway's case they said fine you know what? We're gonna make just as many as the other three because he comes with the Slimer. Right. So if you want the Slimer, you gotta buy Winston. Well, How it's not a new that?
1: thing. You mentioned it's not a new thing. Like the Funko Pop did it. You had in order to get Winston, you had to buy the
2: Ecto One. And that's right. You know, it's. Uh, it was or the like, flip, really? yeah, the flip side, which is, and this, why was I even like, uh, why was I like walking around on on eggshells with this? Because we have talked about this before. This is not a secret subject. We've talked about it before. Because the other problem was the, the, the what was it? The pop sugar. Oh yeah. Never made a Winston. They never made a Winston. You're Somebody right. did the math and went, I guess no Winston, huh. because there is no pop sugar equivalent of packaging him with a car although i don't know hell they i bet you now somebody there is wishing oh yeah we could have packed him with a slimer oh shoot but uh yeah it's always been a problem right up to and including um uh, up to including a t-shirt with two rays on it instead of a (laughs) like just uh Anyway, yeah, I mean it's uh so That I, shirt I, that shirt was a harbinger. Let's just let's just put that out there. That really, was a but that was a sign yours. of things
1: to <laughs> It was the spot sign of yes. That's true. Which is still one of my favorite shirts that I have. That's Ghostbusters themed, <laughs>
2: by the way. Uh, Chris Chris, Chris made this
1: wonderful Zedmore shirt. That it was just all four of the guys, but replaced with Winston, which uh, one of my favorite shirts. But
2: yes, nobody, nobody tell uh, whatever hot topic. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, but, did Chris make that? I've, I don't know who made that. Uh, I've listed. Hmm. I've lifted your crappy design and made it better. Yeah, and well, actually, they they stop selling you know. that shirt pretty fast, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you want to cease and desist me? I'll happily talk about. They'll the, happily talk about the, what you the did. Horribly racist blunder that was you terrible. made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, so let's uh, let's take these. If it's nine hundred bucks for the four figures, yeah. Yep. And I want to say that we talked about that we thought the ecto was going to be at least in the two to three thousand range. Is that does that sound right to you? <sighs>
2: yeah i'm actually inclined to think it might go up from there i think
1: it might be higher
2: than that if you're making a figure a 12 inch figure at a you know quarter of a grand the car that's gonna fit four of them and all their packs and slimer and all that in the back oh man that's gotta be i i'm betting more like three to four grand three grand I mean how much do those life-size
1: uh, Darth Vaders cost? Those are like 6 grand, right? Yeah. So I wonder if it's going to
2: rival those. Well, there's the company um I wish I could remember their name. They like make the replica uh Gort. From the oh, day like, uh, still, is that still, side Does sideshow do no, that? No, this is some uh, rep. No, I mean they might, but this uh, this other company makes the life size one uh, and uh, Robbie the robot. Oh, like the light and sound, life size, perfect replica of Robbie the robot and all that. Those things are uh, several grand. Yeah, they're not penny. cheap. So I bet I bet that ecto is going to be pretty
1: pretty steep. Yeah, but again, we knew it was going to be see, steep. See, so. Yeah, we
2: knew that. We knew that. I, I, I don't – who knows? See, the other thing is is this this pack of the four guys confirms that they are targeting a specific collector market. You can buy them individually, but they are heavily incentivizing – The collector who's going to get all four of them and most likely buy the car as well this is not about picking your fave sort of thing they want to sell them all together so four figures figures 225 each should be a grand but you're gonna well five figures let's say for for a grand for 100 bucks less you get them a sign and a police barricade the police barricade made me laugh but uh it is, it's such a strange thing to incorporate, it's, but. It's also on the list of things people can probably make themselves. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm staring at it going, that is a perfect replica of a 1980s New York blue it really Police is. You can see the foam uh, boulder barricades. hitting it and bouncing <laughs> off just, of it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Everybody get out and uh, carve yourself some st- some styrofoam <laughs> yeah, boulders Some drop on them.
1: Foam rocks. Yeah. Uh, uh, I so, got a rock. I got a rock. Yeah. Oh, back to poor Charlie Brown. Um, so anyway, so yeah, uh, more, more on the, uh, release date and all of that as soon as we have it. And for those of you who can't afford it, awesome. You know, I'm kind of thinking it's like if the Ecto one replica that they're doing is in the four to five grand range, that $9,000 car in Florida doesn't sound too bad right now, but no, I'm sure it's already sold at this
2: point. I would posit that if you're making figures that detailed, I, I think there's one last level of market you could tap into by doing high quality photo lithographs of them. Do you know what I mean? Like like staging them. Well, people in, are in a already scene?
1: doing that. I think with the soldier story ones, or yep. Shoot, what was the one that I think Craig sent me? And I think it was the soldier story ones, where it's like Venkman is sitting on a couch, and all three of the other guys are chastising him for something that he did.
2: Is that by the company though, or well, by the people
1: maybe who that bought is the fingers? Like Blitzway, it could be, maybe. I mean, but it does. I mean, it looks photo real. That's the scary thing about it. Is it looks with the right lighting and the right staging and.
2: See, this is the beautiful part. Is if they look that good, you could recreate a scene from the movie, but take a photo of it from an angle that's not in the movie Ooh. that we would recognize it. A little alt angle, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, and that that would be that would be frameable. That'd be fantastic. All right, so
1: if you if you buy these figures, it's on you guys. Pressure is on.
2: <laughs> or just shout it to Blitzway if you want to. There's a, <laughs> as my Facebook feed has proven, there's a sizable market of people that are very upset that they cannot afford to buy a thousand dollars worth of figures off you, but they may spend fifty on a yeah. really sweet poster. Yeah, just a print that of out something
1: there. that's limited edition. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the way to. Yeah. Get the money that's left on the table from those consumers who can't afford it. That's the way to to do it. So I just uh,
2: watched uh 24 by 36, the documentary. Oh, yeah, I've wanted to watch that so badly. Uh, the only the only link to Ghostbusters is somebody does have the uh, the Mondo prints in the back, the yeah. from the, the gallery 1984, the official ones. Um, but it's well worth watching, and the last half is about this new era of. Um, screen printed originals and if that documentary proves anything man there's a we're dying for uh, attainable art if that makes any sense yeah we cannot we cannot buy two thousand dollars at the local gallery but we can buy 50 bucks and put it on our wall of our favorite movie so, yeah,
1: totally, and and the Drew and posters—they don't really make them like that anymore. And those were always my favorite. Where it was—it was a work of art. It was this awesome painting, awesome yeah. illustration. Now it's just kind of photoshopped. And
2: the amazing one is they showed that uh, some of the guys from Mondo, the popular ones, you could buy the original for sixty bucks, but if you went to eBay, it was selling for twenty three hundred. Like the Whoa. secondary market for the yeah, oh, these things are investment So Blitzway. <laughs> you're all about the high end Yep. see we're printing people money again If only the actually, listen. you know what buy the car get a poster and as you're doing a print run of posters just sell the posters to the rest right. of us yep. that'd be great see or actually, actually just keep it rolling or make uh, little stands to put the proton packs for a hundred bucks I'd buy the four proton packs oh yeah just the packs yeah I would buy one of yeah. those replica one-sixth scale packs I mean Or for for a hundred bucks, a replica wooden locker with one of the jumpsuits that you're putting you know what I mean? Take the figure out. Right.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's what all of the people you know, the the giant uh NECA Ninja Turtles figures, you know, all of these people, there's a secondary market now where they're making the props like the pizza boxes and the trench coats and the Yeah uh the cans of ooze and things like that. Yeah. I mean if why not? I mean, that's something that Blitzway could tap into or a Novos or someone out there uh, easily. We've, we've,
2: acc- we've accidentally wandered into the unofficial part of the program, which is where you and I uh, wish for things. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> and <laughs> I want a pony. Which is, frankly, my favorite part of of the show. Oh, it really is. I mean, uh, all right, I'm going to throw it out there. I
1: want that $9,000 car in Florida. Damn it. <laughs>
2: That's wishful thinking. That's wishful thinking, there's, you're there's right. There's a difference between wishing and wishful thinking. Yeah. I don't know what that difference is, but you can kind of feel it in your gut, right? It's truthy. Move on. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, okay, that's,
1: here's, here's kind of a wishful thinking uh, topic, and it's the last one that we can round out here for the last 15 minutes or so. Um, mm. So we forgot to mention last week that the Ghostbusters spooktacular uh, closed on that date that we recorded back in 1996, uh, and... Uh, it has always held a special place in my heart. Um, and and one of those things where I never actually got to see the show, and I've talked about it many times before, that it was a particularly um, grim tale of my family taking me to Universal Studios, Florida, and I went to go see the show, and it, it I missed all the show times. And my parents were like, we got to go. And I'm like, no. no. Never got and then it closed in 96. But uh, so anyway, so there was a great article on uh, Bloody Disgusting – um, to sort of commemorate the anniversary of the show's closing where they talked about the killer clowns guys being responsible for doing some of the creature design, which I had never known until this point. And I, I feel like I had known quite a bit about the show and this was something that was entirely new to me. Uh, did you, did you see that article, Chris, the, yep. the bloody disgusting one, they had really great photos too, of all of the creatures mm-hmm. and you, you, Absolutely, definitely see the killer clowns from outer space influence on uh, two or three of the the creatures that they designed. Uh, very, very cool stuff. And uh, so, so I thought, Chris, you and I could talk a little bit about um, you know knowing that modern audiences are a little more savvy to certain things. You go into the haunted mansion, and everybody knows that you're looking at a Pepper's ghost effect through a you know plate of glass, and you're seeing a reflection. Do we think that a Ghostbuster Spooktacular show would fly in this day and age? Um.
2: Yeah. Well, they just closed or are about to close the Terminator 3D one. Yeah, here one it's already closed for, in LA. That ran for how long? Like.
3: And that's the Ooh, same thing. You sat years, down to. Fifteen
2: years. It wasn't live action, though. I guess, or was it? It was. It was. It was uh, so it what was they part did is... 3D and part.
1: Yeah, it was, it was actors who would kind of jump in and out of this hole that they put into the screen. So when uh, John Connor uh, jumps into the screen, then there's this transition to you seeing John Connor on the screen. Gotcha. Um, and that one
2: ran for quite some time.
1: Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, again, it was a little hokey, but at the same time, you really buy it. You're in the middle of all of this uh, this atmosphere. And, and the Ghostbusters Spooktacular was something very similar. There was no... 3d movie component of it. It was all a live stage show. Um, yeah. but I still feel like, especially as a kid, speaking of wish fulfillment, that whole, especially the second iteration where there was, you know, Lewis Tully was giving you the proton pack, uh, demonstration and trying to sell you one so that you would start up a franchise. And then you go into the theater and you see the, the, uh, the rooftop and, and everything sort of unfolds in front of you as a kid. I can't even imagine what that would have been like to have that absorb and be around you. And your entire peripheral vision is filled with
2: this movie magic, basically. Yeah, I uh, I think there is room for it because I don't I don't think we've tapped out on the technology. And I don't think I don't think people have stopped liking live show stuff like the thing about a live show like the terminator thing proved that i mean they could have just made another terminator and people could watch it right what's the point of that well what they wanted was the actor to jump out and interact with the audience now they've what have we got now so what used to be star tours is it still star tours or what's the new yeah, there's Star Wars. Uh, They're building a whole Star Wars land right now, but yeah, but the one that's been running for a while now, but it's got like thirty different endings. Like it never plays out the same way well, twice. Yeah, what, that's, is that Star, yeah, that's Star Tours. Star Tours. Yeah. So that again, they don't have the interaction. What they have is the the replayability is what they've put into that yeah. one.
1: But they have done like um, the the Jedi training where you go and you know there's like three or four uh, actors in Jedi robes that call all the kids up and they give them lightsabers and they teach yeah. them how to. It's the same sort of thing, and you know, it could could be construed as hokey, but the kids love it. They're floored by it. They love every moment of it.
2: I and we're seeing everybody flex their um, their uh, leg, uh, flex flex their legs. <laughs> yeah, you know, stretch their muscles, yeah, flex, flex their flex, legs. Flex those you know legs. Um, for you have incredible uh, v- calves. Thank you for VR. Um, but VR. VR is a slow turnover. What we're talking about here is a couple hundred people, if not more, at a time, right? Like it's a it's a high volume uh, presentation. At, at a, a st- I'm gonna put money that within the next five to ten years, somebody. What, what's the? You, you mentioned it again. What's the the trick called with the uh, reflected- the Pepper's Ghost? The Pepper's yeah. Ghost. I'm putting money down on VR Pepper's Ghost. Oh. Being that you put a bunch of people in seats, they put headsets on, the but the, the sets are like the ice things you can see through. So you can both – it both projects something onto it that they see. Uh, but they can see through to the stage. And the trick with this is that since each seat and you know helmet location is known, it will render over the real environment appropriately. So what you oh, could have... So it's uh, like imagine, augmented reality. Uh, yes. Yeah. So imagine the Ghostbusters one where... Um, yeah, augmented reality VR. Augmented reality Pepper's Ghost, if you want to put it that way. The trick being is that in the old Universal Studios one when Stay Puft comes out it is a massive you know animatronic yeah it's like the big King Kong that, yeah bah, imagine this one if it was like super detailed super animated and all that because it's computer generated but because your helmet knows where you're sitting and where you're looking it renders accordingly yeah so that a giant not only could he come out from behind the thing but he could reach into to menace the actors and all that too. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's totally
1: <clears throat> believable in the void experience, even though it's, it's not photo real. You're still, you see stay puffed ha- above you and he reaches in to grab you and, and it's all from
2: yeah. your perspective. So the, the, the original spooktacular kind of, I don't know if it was properly a pepper's ghost thing, but they had the, a screen that they projected onto. So the actors were behind the screen, but they would project ghosts onto the screen. Yeah, I and that's where, the, that's,
1: they, that's where the – you would see the uh, – like the, the ghosts would sort of come in there sort of like half opacity, that Pepper's ghost effect. But then, yeah, yeah. you're right. They would project the lights from the particle beams. Uh, so that's that's yeah. how they got away with doing the, the proton packs.
2: But, but it, always, it always worked better for the people who are f- center than sides. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, like I said, these VR experiences are cool. Resolutions are going to get better. Uh, speeds are going to get better. Um, but whereas the Madame Tussauds and the Void thing is cycling people, what, two at a time? Yeah, it's two, I think, four max at a time through the experience. How long did, you've, you've done it. How long did you wait? Uh, Well, I mean, we were there
1: on an off day, so we only had to wait like 20, 30 minutes. It wasn't too bad. So
2: on an off day, you waited 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. On a busy day, you're going to wait, what, uh, an hour an minimum. Or so? yeah. Right. That's not... That's what, like waiting for a ride whereas the spectacular you still kind of wait it, but they were shoveling through every time yeah, and they were you know doing I mean? stuff
1: in the queue to keep you occupied and yeah
2: and and you weren't waiting for multiple showings at worst you were you were waiting for the next showing is what you were waiting in line for so I think I would put money on it's not dead yet because that interacting like live interacting with the audience thing is just t- still too good. Yeah. It's still too good. But, the, and, but we have all this new technology and nobody's really tapped it out yet. So instead of a void where the, audi- the participants, the audience, if you want to call them, walk through the environment and the headsets map over the physical, you know, the, the rooms they're walking through. Everybody's sitting in a seat and it just maps. They don't go anywhere and it maps up onto the stage. But the amount of things you could do on that stage would be amazing. Oh yeah. You
1: could blow people's minds. But so, I mean, now that you're talking about that, I'm almost wondering if Ghostbusters lends itself more to being a stage show or an experience where you're an observer, you're not a participant. I mean, you're, you're a participant in the sense that you are there and you are, are (coughs) witness to things. But, um, you know, because the void thing, like you're saying, you go through a couple people at a time because you have to get the, headset on and you've got to strap on the pack and you've got to carry the gun and you've got to walk through the environment. And, you know, the, yeah. I think the, the inclination now with a lot of theme park builders is to build these game, not, they're not just rides, there's some sort of game element to them. So you've got yeah. the Toy Story Mania where you've got to be shooting and you've got the, um, even, even the one that's in, uh, Hyda Park is a game, you know, you're riding in the Ectomobile, but you're shooting the ghosts. But yeah, does but it is it better to be a show? Is it better not to have that element and have it instead be? I think a stage I, why show. Not,
2: why not have both? Right, like That's I true. don't. I don't think anything really stops it. I so in the Ghostbusters one, everybody can have a little wand, and you can write the experience so that they do get involved, and you can write it so that if say the audience falls short. You know, a bit of the show plays out slightly different before it comes back on track to what it wraps up. It's like Like, a team thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or imagine, um, I don't know, a stage with a a replica city on it and you could map like Godzilla and another giant (laughs) creature. All the damage. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, the the buildings don't really go away, but yeah, explosions and jets flying by and all that. And the best part is you could divide the audience in half, and it's like you guys are running, you know, running Godzilla, you guys are powering Mothra, and everybody has to try and shoot a target, and whatever team is you know aims better, powers their guy better, and the attacks work. You know what I mean? Like so, (laughs) wasn't it great in the show when Godzilla won? It's like, oh man, Godzilla lost. Mothra won in ours. Yeah, different
1: outcomes and
2: yeah. I don't, nothing Nothing that I said precludes. I, I think the stage, like just the stage throw day is kind of gone. That, that, it's not gone. It's going to evolve. The technology yeah. is going to evolve. Cause remember earlier, what was the very first uh, stage shows? They were stunt shows, right? Cause oh, what was yeah. the one thing? You, it was the Wild people, West stunt show yeah, and the, yeah. Sit, watch, and that guy's going to fall off a thing and there'll be a, an explosion. Because we can do that over and over and over again. By the time I got to Ghostbusters, it's like, wait, wait, wait. We're going to have a Stay Puft and a ghost is going to fly by. And now, like I said, now – and then like Terminator 3. Wait, wait, wait. It's going to be in 3D and they're going to move in and out of the story. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I think, like I said, we're only a few years away from – wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they're going to walk on there's stage. More. Giant monsters are going to walk on stage and, and hassle the, 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 the actors. Yeah, but I think there's also something to it being real people – cuz look at the
1: the Waterworld stunt thing has been there since Waterworld came out and Waterworld bombed like Waterworld is still known as an epic failure but yet the the stunt show yeah. at Universal Hollywood is always packed every time we go there's not an empty seat because and 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 I don't think people know the characters you go in there with kids that are uh you know f- f- 10 to 15 years old they've never even seen Waterworld they don't even know who yeah. Kevin Costner is probably at this point but Um, but there is something that it's, it's explosions and people jumping from the, you know, falling from great heights and driving the boats around. And so, you know, I think, I don't know. I just, I feel like a Ghostbusters show could still be a whole lot of fun. I don't, I mean, I I really hope that there's something in the works for Ghostbusters somewhere here in North America, but. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is there, there are so many great things that are not here in North. Well. I guess that's true. That is technically North America. But, North America. Um, you know, the Heide Park thing sounds like it's it's incredible, but it's it's a little difficult to get to for us. Uh, you know, us that are not in the the Germany area. Um, so I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm fixated. There has to be some sort of a theme park attraction in here, yeah. and and it and it doesn't need to be. You know, here at Six Flags, at, at Magic Mountain, they always have these really weird and kind of bizarre DC Comics tie-ins. Like over the hu- over Halloween, they had the um, uh, shoot. It was the Suicide Squad. Oh, I forget what they called it, but it was basically the essential. It was a a haunted house, but it was su- it was Suicide Squad, and I was like, what? How does That's Suicide weird. Squad lend itself to a haunted house? And 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 as generic as saying, "Oh, it's the Suicide Squad haunted
2: house." That's how they were promoting it. So you're like, "What? That's kind of weird." As opposed to the Batman long Halloween haunted attraction, <laughs> yeah. um, or, or the Arkham Asi- like Suicide Squad, yeah. Arkham Asylum, or something. Something. I would argue that Ghostbusters would even work better for this sort of thing too. Just because being lighthearted and comedic, having humans that can work a crowd, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you design your show that they can talk to the audience, you sure, where are you from? You can and, make them and then laugh. Then it's good improv. Rip Riff off of that. May leave a little room. And then, like I said, and then move out of the way and, you know, like, Marshmallow falls from the sky on them sort of thing. Like, it's just...
1: Oh, that would it be could so be much fun. So
2: much fun. I know, right?
1: So, anyway, so I guess uh, what we're saying here is we missed the Ghostbuster Spooktacular, even though I never got to experience it firsthand. Uh, but uh, hopefully I something re-
2: is. I will remind people that I have a cobbled together home video version on Proton Charging's Facebook site. So. You do, and
1: it's great. I mean, it's, uh, you know, because of the the experience uh, itself you've you really kind of uh, replicated it pretty
2: well from from all of the materials that are are out there yeah, so there's, check there's, check that out there's not much left but i tried my best to snip it all back together so yeah so uh, I-
1: but let's let's all ride on the Well, uh, It's not even a ride. Let's all go to the Ghostbusters Spooktacular this week. Let's in in memory of it closing down, let's go Don't check wait it out. A minute.
4: Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go go stoppers. Stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again.
2: We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero-242-4742. That's four seven zero two GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page you and Twitter accounts. Is dead.
4: No kidding. Just give me the address.
2: Search Facebook for. Ghostbusters. Interdimensional roster. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charging. I just wanna
0: get back close again. What the hell are you doing?
2: If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC.
4: That oughta do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Good
2: All <laughs> let's all go
1: to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. What's the equivalent of the lobby in the Ghostbusters group lib-
2: <laughs> let's, uh, let's all go to the library. Let's <laughs>
1: all go to the
2: library.
1: <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. And <clears> have <throat> ourselves a scare. I don't know. That's <laughs> stupid. Don't use that. That's dumb. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut all that right. Part out. Well, uh, before I dive into your final thoughts here, Chris, uh, as promised, I want to announce the winner of the Loot Crate. Uh, he's a fellow Canadian. Congratulations to Chris Norris of Toronto, who will be winning this contest. We're going to be sending you that Loot Crate. Uh, wow. ag- again, thanks so much to everybody who participated. You guys were excellent. A lot of you really, you, you've got some acting chops. I'm really impressed by all of the people out there that called in and either uh, replicated the Rick Moranis voice or, uh, put a little bit of scare or fright into their voice. Uh, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by everybody who put their heart and soul into this one. So, um, we'll do it again. I think I've got a couple copies of the, uh, owner's, uh, workshop manual here that I'm going to give away. Maybe we'll figure something out uh, that's similar to that, but, uh, so Chris Norris, congratulations. We will be contacting you and, and sending you your prize again. Thank you everybody else for participating in the biggest podcast since 1909. Uh, but, uh, Chris, final thoughts. What, uh,
2: what do you got this week? Uh, my final thoughts. Uh, go back to the spooktacular. So yeah. the actors just sort of lip-synced along to a pre-recorded track. That's true. Do That's you, really true. Do you know who did the voices of uh, Egon Spengler and Dr. Peter Venkman? No. Mr. Maurice LaMarche. No, you're kidding. Really? And ask me how I know. How do you know this? Because he told me. <laughs> he told He told you firsthand? Yeah, firsthand. But wait, um, so he
1: did both Egon and Peter?
2: Yeah, see, it, it, everybody can listen. Uh, I ga- had a short interview with him here uh, this past weekend because he was actually in my neck of the woods. And by my neck of the woods, I mean Canada, which is he's from. So his neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's from Toronto, so he's in my neck of our woods. Yes, but uh, I got chatting with him, and uh, we got to talk about a bunch of things. We uh, retried a little bit of ground about how he got Egon, because it's you know it was mentioned in uh, Kevin Pollock's podcast that uh, they weren't supposed to imitate the actors, right. but yeah. that's what he that's what he does. So he just sort of went in and did it, and they were like, "Yeah, Harold likes yours, so you're the only one who gets to do it." Um, And they were in between Lorenzo Music and Finding Dave Coulier, and they had the episode where they go see the movie. They go see themselves in the, the yeah, movie. Yeah, right. And there's the first line by Bill Murray, and they couldn't use the line <laughs> from the, the audio from the movie, so they got him to do Bill Murray, uh, which got us talking, and he brought it up just out of the blue. He's like, yeah, I did Egon Spengler and bill murray for those that universal oh, show you're kidding. Like, i never knew wow. that man yeah, two
1: Neither things did i didn't I. know about the spooktacular now this week that uh, have
2: come up that's that's Neither, awesome right? i had no idea so now the funny part is i gotta go back to my videos on the site to see if i can hear any uh venkman lines i also now got to go find um uh, him doing Bill Murray from the in the, the episode and then Bill Murray doing the same line from the movie.
1: And he's a, like, it was
2: back-to-back-to-back? To back. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm very excited, actually, for people to hear this because I think we talked probably about 20, 25 minutes that's going to be in this interview Oh, it's great. Oh, man. And uh, I, I mentioned offhand, I was like, I kind of screwed up. I counted all the Orson Wells you did, but you technically did a fourth in The Real Ghostbusters because he did... The uh, the William Randolph, yeah, the rosebud, rosebud, and he's like, yeah, I didn't really have it then, so I wouldn't. Well, maybe I did. Maybe that was where I got it. <laughs> so <it's laughs> fun to listen to him, kind of. Maybe I did. Oh, I, did. I didn't funny. think I had it then, but
1: I guess maybe I did. Oh my god! All right, well, I'm really <coughs> anxious to hear this uh, interview. This is this is going to be awesome. So that's yeah. that's coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Here, uh, stay tuned for that and a few few other. Uh, surprises probably including the birth of my daughter
2: which is why we have some pre-recorded stuff coming up here surprise <that's-> actually you know what it's time to get people kind of used to it too because we are heading into december pretty soon which is where we do tend to kind of <laughs> dial back a little bit yeah you start a hearing break. us live on tape uh yeah. for a few weeks yeah well i mean we're always technically live on tape but there's uh well, yeah. there's so there's some real lead time coming up here and uh, apparently somebody wants to do uh, What did you decide we needed to do? Oh, the Bill Murray the Bill Christmas Murray special, holiday special. Yeah, We
1: were talking before you guys uh, tuned in here As to what we were going to do The commentary on this Because uh, this, last year we did Scrooged And the years before that we did uh, Ghostbusters And Ghostbusters 2, obviously So what are we going to do this year? And I don't know, the well, holiday special might be a lot of fun I
2: tell you, if we do the holiday special You have to listen to me sing along at times So that's fi- We'll do a sing along it sells, Ooh, it sells nice. itself. It sells
1: itself. All right. Well, so uh, until next week, everybody, and uh, until I don't know, maybe you'll hear me. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I hope you'll hear me next week.
2: <laughs> the zombie you. <laughs> I haven't slept in four days. Uh,
1: There's a, a baby crying again. Hold on. Pause. But uh, you yeah,
2: babies don't poop for three days, and then it, it's all black. Oh no! Why sure you want? You sure you, you want to sure record this? Troy? He's uh, like, I'm fine. I can see through time You won't believe the shit that I've seen
1: (laughs) Anyway, so yeah Hopefully uh, until we speak next week, everybody See you on the other side
0: Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip Visit us at Uh, protoncharging.com Ghostbustershq.net And stillplayingwithtoys.net That
3: used to be one of my two favorite shows You're kidding me Oh great, what was the other one? Fast Masters. Master. It's a fishing show. You Everything you're go. doing is bad. You truly scare me. And want to love you to know it. Next week, though, carol's cats. Weird. Who can you call? Who you call?
0: One. To refuse this pre-call, press two. If you would like to permanently block your number from receiving calls from this facility, press six.
4: It was December the sixth. 1983. I was doing time oh, for armed robbery. Oh, four in the morning. I was sitting in my cell. I heard a whistle blow. Then I heard somebody yell. There's a riot. Wharton said, come out with your hands up in the air. If you don't stop this ride, you're all gonna get the chair. Scarface Jones said, it's too late to quit. Pass the dynamite, don't you give me any shit. Let 7th hour, the nerve gas got our men. We're all back in our cells, but every now and then,
0: there's the To refuse this free call, press 2. If you would like to permanently block your number from receiving calls from this facility, press 6.